Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're gonna need each other. Nadim, Nadim, we're out thou, Nadim. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. No? Yeah. What were you gonna do? A non-good nurse. A non. A non. I had to look up what the Anon. flip does a non. I know. They say a non a lot. A non. A non. Which reminds me of like Onion <laughs> from Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah. <laughs> Onion. Onion Haseo. Yeah. That means hi. How are you? Thank Hello. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Mitha? I'm young, I say, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're good? I'm good. Excellent. I'm a little hyper. Yeah. Yeah. A little sugar high? I don't know. I didn't have very much. Or is it a celebrity gossip high? It's a celebrity gossip high. Yeah. Because there's just so much go- So stuff. much going on. Yeah. This is really your area of expertise, so please. Okay. Look, should we start? You, you lead this, the discussion. I feel like we should start saying that this it could be dated by the time that people are listening yeah. to this. Well, yeah. Because a lot has happened. We haven't been able to actually talk about stuff. Yes. But... But we are talking about it. So we're talking about it now. We're going to talk about, I think, let's start with Ashton and Mila. Okay. Okay. Let's get them out of the way. Because that is quite old. Yes. Not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I'm forgetting Danny's last name right now. Masterson. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. um, if you didn't know, Danny yeah. Masterson, who was once the star of that 70s show, mm-hmm. um, has been convicted, yay, <laughs> of sexual assault. Yeah. And it's very exciting news for, for, for people who believe women. Yeah. Um, but in, as part of his conviction, his lawyers had asked friends and family members to write letters um, to help with the sentencing, to help guide what yeah. the sentencing should have been. And Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis wrote a letter yeah. supporting Danny, yeah. um, backing up their friend, saying the person that they've known for the last however many years is not the person that the world is saying that he is. And they've been, people have been coming down hard on them for this. Rightfully Rightfully so. so. It's like, then they also have issued an apology. Have you seen the apology? Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, icky. It's It's so, it's so gross. Because I think, as we've learned with Woody Mm -hmm. Allen and your best friend, Roman Polanski. My best friend, yeah. People do bad things. Yeah. Good people do bad things and bad people do bad things yeah. and bad people do good things sometimes too. Yeah. But to say like his sentencing should be lesser because like, yes, he did commit this crime. But like nowadays, he's like a great, fantastic guy. Yeah. He still committed, he still the, committed crime. the crime. Yeah. And like you don't know, like he is, he is capable. So who's to say he's not capable of continuing that bad behavior? Yeah, I also think that, like, specifically from Ashton and Mila, are so public about their judginess. Yeah. Like, overall, there's this real air of, like, we're better than you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but just, like, how they raise their kids and how they do things. Of, like, oh, we don't let them bathe. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. like, there's just this real, like, sense of, like... We know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. Yeah. And then to come out and do something so ass-backwards and dumb, it's kind of like... You should know better. If you want to pretend to be quote unquote woke, yeah, then like this is very anti woke right now. Mm-hmm. Because, very, and especially from I think Mila Kunis. Yes, Ashton. I'm just like I think he would just support his buddy. Yeah, is what it is. I've also heard on numerous occasions that he's an asshole. 
Yeah, from probably. like multiple sources, not like, like personally, people you know. <laughs> not personally, <laughs> but I've heard like I know Kathy Griffin talks about it in her book. Yeah, uh, I think there was a recent TikTok of Sharon Osbourne saying that he's oh, a dick. Yeah, he like was. a multiple people have said like he's just an unfriendly person. I'm sorry, but the TV show Punked is like dick move. Like, yeah, it's it is. Like, it's not like it's, a. It's yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Zach Braff one? No. We'll get into that later. (laughs) But um, for Mila, it's surprising because she has spoken up for women before. She had that movie come out this year, I think, or maybe it was last year. The Netflix one? Hmm? The Netflix one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which isn't a great movie, so like, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah, don't (laughs) waste your time. She's spoken up for women before. So to say, to write a letter and say, like, I would trust him with my daughters, I would, like, I would. So I support this person. And then to come with your apology being like, well, we didn't know people were going to read our letters. Like, that's really icky. Because that's like, like saying like, well, we still believe what we're saying. Right. But like. But I didn't it, think it that meant... people were going to find out that yeah. we're not great people. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it does bring into question, though, the fact that like, look, Danny Masterson did something bad and he's being rightfully punished for it. Full stop, period. Yeah. He's still allowed to have friends and supporters. Mm-hmm. Like, Ashton and Mila can be his friends and can be his support and can say, like, you did something bad. I know it was a mistake or it was whatever it was. I, I still, you know, believe in you as a person. Mm-hmm. He's allowed that. You're not, you are not just the mistake you make in your life. Yeah. If he raped someone, he raped someone. And that was not, not the right thing to do. And <laughs> thank you for the clarification. <laughs> that was not the right thing to do. <laughs> and he's being punished for it. Yeah. He's allowed to move on from that. Mm-hmm. And he's allowed to have support from people to help him move on from that. But to write a letter to, to write a, a judge. To a judge. Yeah. yeah. And so publicly as well. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the tricky nature is that like you you are public figures. Like at the end of the day, yes, he's your friend and you're trying to support a friend. I, I do on one hand kind of understand that. Yeah. That like you are just But it's not like celebrity. he robbed a liquor store one time. He like, raped someone. And there's multiple reports. But let's remove their celebrity for a second. Yeah. Ashton and Mila. And if they were just friends supporting a friend and being like, yes, we know what he did was wrong. Uh-huh. But we still think that there's good in him. I, I'm trying to think, okay, let's say like. You I did it. Both. Yes, you sure. Were both. I. It's the raping of someone that's really hard for me to get past. Sure. Of like you doing that, and I would be there for you as a friend. Yeah. But I, I would say like I would politely decline to write a letter. That's, and that's yeah. fair. And I think that like I, and that's what I'm saying is that yeah. like there's one thing to be like I'm there for you as a friend, but I just I don't necessarily like I, I can't get behind like you should be duly punished for what you did. And I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You rape someone, you should be, should punished, be punished appropriately yeah. for it. And now Danny Masterson's wife has filed for divorce. Shocking. <laughs> but she supported him. I was a little bit shocked though because she supported him throughout it. Like you would think yeah. at some point through it, because this has been going on for quite a few years A now. long time, yeah. Yeah. At some point she'd be like, okay, now I'm going to cut my losses. But she waited till he was sentenced to yeah. be... To be like, I'm going to cut my losses. Yeah. Like, if she, if he had been acquitted, then what? But yeah, would yeah. she have stayed? Yeah. But Bijou Phillips has always been an interesting... She's been adamant about it. Yeah. She's very interesting to me as a person. Like, yeah. I don't quite understand it. So talk to me about that. About Bijou Phillips? Yeah. Have you... Do you are because you I vaguely remember 
why she's interesting. So, <laughs> so Bijou yeah. Phillips is the daughter of John Phillips from yeah. the Mamas and the Papas and yeah. some French artists, I think. Um, and so, okay, it's <laughs> such a long yeah, yeah, line yeah. of people. But John Phillips has a daughter, Mackenzie Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips was an act is an actress, and she wrote a memoir a few years ago where she explained that, like, she had, like, relations with her own father mm-hmm. and that he raped Make her. Care. And Bijou Phillips came up and like, that's, no, my dad wouldn't do that. I don't support you, all this, that. John Phillips is dead. Yeah, so, yeah. like, why are you, if your sister is telling you something. Yeah. And granted, it's your half-sister. And that whole yeah, family yeah. is real messy. Yeah, people. yeah, it's messy. But you, like, maybe just don't, maybe keep Publicly, your mouth shut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe you keep that between yourself and your, your half-sibling. Yeah, she, like you don't have to publicly malign her, someone who's claiming to have been abused by their father, even yes. if it is happens to be your father. And then on top of all of this, all of these people are all... Uh, Ashton Mila has not confirmed, but Danny Masterson and Bijou are part of Scientology. <laughs> and have Scientology, like, backing yeah, yeah, them yeah. up. So we should be careful about what we say. <laughs> but... <laughs> Unless you want to end up like Shelley Moskowitz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Shelly Moskowitz joke recently. Someone recently made one, actually. And I was yeah. like, that's a really... I think, was it, at, was it at the Oscars? I think, was it at the Oscars? Somebody was asking Tom Cruise about her. Shelly Moskowitz? Yeah. I think it was at the Oscars, At the Oscars, actually, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, no, it's that guy that we hated from oh, the from Golden the, Globes. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Whatever it was. It was a, he was the a worst terrible host, host yeah. The worst host ever. Gerard. Yeah, Gerard. Gerard. Terrible host. <laughs> Funny joke. Yes, that was. <laughs> I think there's, there's a... Look... I think the notion of, like, believe women, I believe, believe women. Yeah. Not just believe women, believe people who have been... Who are speaking out about their assault. Yeah, people who are... Believe it, listen to it. Yeah. But someone like Bijou Phillips, for instance, that's a complex place for her to come from. It's her half-sister claiming something, and it's her father who she didn't have that relationship with. Mm -hmm. So whether she believes it or not, or how she feels about it, I can understand her not necessarily being like, yep, that happened. I believe it because it's her father. And mm-hmm. she, as a woman, didn't have that same relationship for her to be like, for her to just blindly accept it. Yes. I don't think you should air family grievances. But I don't think you should air family grievances. <laughs> yeah. I think she's in a position to maybe not be like, I don't actually, I don't believe that. Yeah. Because I didn't have that experience. I'm a woman. If it happened to you, why not? to Like, she does bring in, she, she has a perspective that is not wrong and could be valid and all of that. She has her reasons maybe for not believing it. Yeah. Like, we don't need to hear it. Yeah. You don't need to publicly say anything. And that's, I think, the thing is that, you know, Ashton and Mila have their opinion about their friend. Great. But, like... But you don't need to share you it. You don't need with... to share it. And, like, even if you didn't realize that it was going to become public. One, how do you not realize that? Like, We're it's Ashton a court of Kutcher, law. Like, and, yeah. It's going to become Kunis. public. Yeah. It's public record. Yeah. Anything with this case. So... Like, just know your, know, know what lane you're in. Yeah, they need a better team. Yeah, that was messy. Messy. And speaking of messy. Oh my goodness, Nadim. <laughs> so on the other end of, of Hollywood yeah. lauder that we have of late, did you hear about Joe and Sophie? I did. <laughs> Joe Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. And Sophie Who's Turner. Brother-in-law to Priyanka Chopra. Yes. <laughs> Priyanka Chopra's brother-in-law. Yeah, Let's that's really real. what we should be calling be him. Yeah. <laughs> Is getting a divorce from his wife, Sophie Turner, Queen of the North? Queen of the North. Okay, I never watched Game of Sansa, Thrones. Sansa Stark. So I don't know. But 
Okay, so this was really interesting to me. News dropped, okay, and it was like speculation. Then there was a Jonas Brothers concert, and both of them were at the con. Like Joe obviously was at the Jonas Brothers concert, but Sophie was at the concert, and so everyone with Priyanka, with Priyanka. So everyone was like, "Oh, maybe it's not happening." Then the news drops. He is filing for divorce, and he lets out a statement saying he is filing for divorce. He currently has custody of their two daughters and is touring with them, and that so. Sophie likes to party, and that's like a large reason as to why. But this is all backfiring on him because during COVID, they would do like Instagram stories and stuff like that. And there are a ton of them of Sophie being like, I'm a homebody. I like this. This is for me. I get to stay at home. They did like that cute not cute, but couples game where it's yeah. like point to the person who's more of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And like when both of them, when it's who's more of a homebody, both Sophie of them Turner. point to Sophie yeah. and not to Joe. And it's weird that he is the one stating all these things, which makes everybody think he did something really bad. Mm. Right. Okay. Now, recently in the last few days, Sophie Turner went out with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like they had a girl date. She's looking very nice. Yeah. She's having fun. But then today, Nadim, yeah. Sophie Turner releases that she is suing Joe Jonas because he has taken their, his daughters out of England and yeah. has been traveling with them. And she believes that the daughters belong in England with her. And she found out about yeah, the divorce. That was the other point. Through the through media. Through the media. Yeah. Which I believe, because why would you go to a concert yeah. on a Saturday and then Tuesday announce their announce divorce? Yeah. That's messy. It's so messy. So messy. I'm like, I'm I'm into it. Yeah. And yeah. I like how... And this might be the reason why I start to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Just so I can see what, what is Sophie's potential. Yeah. It's not much. She's no? not the reason to watch it. Okay. <laughs> but she's got an interesting character. She's just not the reason to watch it. Okay. Sansa's a dumb bitch for a long time on Game of Thrones. <laughs> she makes some stupid decisions. But all that aside. Yes. Yeah, just very messy. So messy. And everyone thought Priyanka and Nick and were going to be yes, the first to go. Yes, that was the go. other yeah. aspect. When it first came down, I was like, there's so many people who thought they were going to be the first yeah. to go. But then, like, all the, like, people who follow Demois and stuff are, like, <laughs> saying that they get all these blind items that Priyanka and Nick are actually, like, the most solid. Yeah. Although I do think it is Kevin and Danielle. They're probably the They're most definitely solid. the most solid. Because you're <laughs> Kevin. You got less to worry about. You're yeah. less in the public eye. Yeah. But they're saying that Priyanka and Nick are actually pretty solid because because Nick purposely went for an older woman because he's more mature and he knows that they're more mature than women his old, old there's age. There's a big age difference. It's between. huge. It's like it's 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. And he's white and she's Indian and like... There's a lot of, there's a lot there's a lot of reasons, reasons why, why it shouldn't yeah. work. Yeah. But I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. Little multi I, I will say, I do think that if Priyanka had stayed or if Priyanka migrates to India or wants to go back to Bollywood, mm-hmm. that would be an issue. Probably. I think her being in his turf is, is what's working. Is what's working. But if she she couldn't do what Madhuri did, for instance, and up, like get married in the States and then uproot her husband to move to Bombay to, so that she could have a career. Mm. What if they made that work, though? What if it's like she films in India? I I mean, she still... She goes back to India quite regularly, but I don't... She's not making any Bollywood films. She's not. She's not being offered. She's not even making any American films. I don't know what Priyanka Chopra is doing these days. Well, I I never... She's in Citadel, yeah. I didn't listen to it, but 
she was on Dax Shepard's podcast. Okay. And I I just saw like clickbait quotes. Yeah. So I don't know how valid this is, but she did discuss that she kind of got blacklisted in in in, in, in Indian cinema. And a lot of people think it's specifically Karan Johar who is like That's what of, people have said that yeah. it's Karan Johar who blacklisted her, but I think Priyanka Chopra also had a rumor that she... I don't know how... We literally talked about Sophie and Joe for like a minute. And, but she's Priyanka... The bigger, she's the bigger deal to she's us. Let's deal, be real. Yeah. yeah, She's the bigger deal to anybody, actually. So, But anyways, all this to say, Priyanka Chopra had a reputation. She, um, there's the big rumor... That I think is true. That Mita thinks is true, that Shah, Shah Rukh Khan had an affair with Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. And she's not the... And he's not the only married person she was linked oh. to. She was linked to Akshay Kumar at one point. Oh, I could see that. I could see Akshay doing that, too. Yeah, I could see Akshay doing that. And I still love him. I don't know what is wrong with me. (laughs) It's because... I don't know. He's really charming to me. He is charming. But uh, there's that. There's other people. And I don't think it was just... She has no reason to be blacklisted by Karen Johar. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing is what I hate about, like, Bollywood gossip is that, like, oh, Karen Johar did it. Cool. Why? They seem pretty pissed about the fact that nobody was really invited to their wedding. Do you remember her coffee yeah. with Karan? It's her and Karina. Her and Karina. No yeah. one was invited. Invited to ex- the wedding. Yeah. But they did do like a reception in Bombay. Yeah. But no one was invited to their wedding. And Aliyah's different because Aliyah's pregnant. So nobody's going to be like, you didn't There's also like 13. Her. She also married into a giant film family. Yeah. And Karan Johar, like she has a very different relationship with Karan Johar. Yeah, I don't sure. think. Aliyah's th- his ingenue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think that like Priyanka not inviting people to her wedding was re- would be reason enough for even Karen Johar to blacklist her. Karen seems a little petty to me. <laughs> 100% seems petty, but she was in Dostana. She was great in Dostana. Dostana was a huge movie. Yeah. So there's, I, I just don't, I don't buy that. Buy it? Okay. And also like Karen Johar... She's not in that realm anymore. So it's clearly something did happen. But she was in Dildaraknido recently. More recently, she did The Sky is Pink. She has had... had she did Bajira Mastani. Dildaraknido is from like 2015. I, I know. Okay. But I'm just saying, part of me also thinks that like, with Priyanka Chopra, I get the impression from like, living in Canada, not having any connection to the film <laughs> industry, is that she kind of left... And gave the impression that she was too good for it. That she was better. Yeah. That she was better. And I think people were like, okay, goodbye. Mm. I, th- I th- That's the impression I got. That she kind of shat on the reason she's famous in America is because of India. Yeah. She wouldn't have any fame in America if she wasn't, wasn't, a, famous, wasn't in India. famous in India. Yeah. And I think she kind of... Sh- and then she went to do all these interviews where she was just like, oh, people made like, uh, like casting couch comments or that mm. she was told to like do a scene in her bra or like whatever and I was just like yeah girl but like that shit happens everywhere and you're telling the story as if it's exclusive to to you to you and yeah. that it's exclusive to like in the Indian scene I'm not saying it's acceptable it happens everywhere though yeah it's shitty everywhere that it happens and you're kind of there's this there's this air about Priyanka that a lot of people don't like kind of the feeling I get with Ashwarya I don't love Ashwarya. I feel like there's like a, there's a snootiness there. There's a snootiness there, but also like Ashwarya and her daughter are very interesting because. (laughs) Did you see them at the. At the Guinness. Yeah. 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 And someone was just like, no one knows what this girl's forehead looks like. And it's so true because her bangs are so big. She's also a child. But she's also, she's a child, but Priyanka, not Priyanka, Ashwarya treats her like she's like, like a two year old. 
Yeah, I do notice that. But I wonder if there is something developmentally. Maybe. That's actually very fair. But yeah. I also get the impression that it's Aishwarya trying to guard her from fame. Yeah. Yeah. But then don't bring her to the event. But you're all, you were also Aishwarya Rai and you're married into Amitabh Bachchan's family. Like, yeah. You kind of have to like. You have to show face. You have to you have to acknowledge that's that that's just what it is. I'm still mad she didn't show up on that episode of Kon Banega Karorpati. <laughs> But Mita, we could go on and on about the gossips. We could. Especially the Bollywood gossips. Yeah. But we did watch a movie. We did. What was it? This week, Nadeem, we watched the 1998 winner of Best Picture. Yes. Shakespeare in Love. Yes. Yes. We did. Give us, give me a, give me a disco. Sure thing. Let me pull her up. Shakespeare in Love is described as... The world's greatest ever playwright, William Shakespeare, is young, out of ideas, and short of cash, but meets his ideal woman, and it is inspired to write one of his most famous plays. Mm. Yeah. Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love, Nadim, can you tell me, is this your first time watching Shakespeare in Love? No, it's not. Can you tell me about your first time watching Shakespeare in Love? I saw Shakespeare in Love in theater. Whoa. With my family. (laughs) <laughs> that's real that's you were what 13? 13 yeah yeah i saw shakespeare in love with my family yeah whoa it was weird because there's a lot of sex in shakespeare in love. yeah lots of sex <laughs> um and i just I, this was a time before it was hard so canadian rating system is different mm. so you have g and then you have pg you have pg 13 and then you have 14a a. and then you actually have 18a and, and then, then you r. have r so there is two giant ratings before you get to R. Whereas in America, it goes from PG-13 to R yeah. right away. And most things in America are rated R. But in Canada, there's a there's a little bit more breadth. And a lot of things that are typically rated R in America are 14A. Yeah. And 14A, is uh, it's restricted to four, uh, anyone under 14 unless they're accompanied by an adult. And I wasn't accompanied by two adults. So I saw... <laughs> Two debate adults is debatable if they're bringing their child. Yeah, exactly. But we went as a family. Yeah. My parents, my sister, myself. And that was when I saw it. And I remember at the time not getting it. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I was, I didn't really understand the satire that it was trying to be. And like, I didn't appreciate maybe the wittiness of it. But I did get it yeah. here and there but I was I had no recollection of what Shakespeare in Love was I think we went because my sister who's four years older wanted to see it she'd heard good things etc at the time because she was a little bit more learned at the time yeah and so that's why we saw it this is a movie for a 17 year old girl yeah, yeah it is it is definitely that kind of film so that was when I saw it and since then I've seen it like a couple of times mm-hmm. but I had started watching the Oscars end to end by this point and this was the first year the second year after Titanic. Yeah. And I was very happy this beat out Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Which we'll talk about. At the time. At the time. Okay. Good to know. At the time, question mark? Yeah. What's your experience with Shakespeare in Love? Okay. So in high school, Nadim, yeah. in Canada, at least I don't know what it's like in the US, yeah. uh, you read one of William Shakespeare's works for each grade. Yep. So grade nine was Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Grade 10 for me was Twelfth Night. Yeah. 11 was Macbeth. 12th was Hamlet. Yeah. Was it the same for you? Uh, it was Twelfth Night and nine. Oh. Romeo and Juliet in 10. 
Macbeth in 11, Hamlet in 12. Okay. So I did read Romeo and Juliet in grade nine. So I was 14 years old at that point. And my English teacher was obsessed with Shakespeare and love. love. (laughs) (laughs) Like, obsessed. (laughs) Like, to a dangerous point. And in that class, we read Romeo and Juliet and we did watch the, um, the, film Romeo and Juliet with Michael York yes. and I'm forgetting her name. Yeah. Um and we also watched Shakespeare in Love. Mm. Now, in Canada, yeah. <laughs> in the winter, yeah. we get quite crazy weather, yeah. okay? Um and sometimes we'll have these things called snow days. Yeah. And if you're lucky to have parents like mine, yeah. when there is a snow day, they don't say, "Oh yeah, you can stay at home eat that." They yeah. still send, send you, you to, to school, school yeah. and you are left in that classroom when there's maybe like two or three other yeah. people. And I believe that semester we probably had about 3 snow days, and on every single you one of them Shakespeare in Love? She popped in Shakespeare in Love. She popped it in because the choice was, at my school, we had square dancing okay. on snow days. Yeah. So you could either do square dancing or, watch Shakespeare, or watch Shakespeare in Love. And at that point, I was like not into the square dancing. Yeah, yeah. But also, square dancing is only fun if your friends are there. Yeah, and yeah. like all of my friends got to stay at home. Yeah. So watch Shakespeare in Love. I watched Shakespeare in Love a total of three times. Wow, in high school. In high That's school a lot. alone. So last week when you asked me. Have you ever seen Shakespeare in Love? Have you ever seen Shakespeare in Love? But also you were just like, are you okay to watch it? Like, is our timeline good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Shakespeare. I, I remember Shakespeare. I remember this movie. But actually, I didn't remember everything. So I was just going to ask, have you watched it as an adult? No. Because, because yeah, you watched it so much. Because Mrs. Murray McDonald <laughs> ruined, ruined Shakespeare. the idea of Shakespeare in love for me. Um, so I got to finally watch it as like a full grown adult yeah. and somebody age appropriate too, because I think 14 it's a is a bit young. young, especially me. Like I was very guarded and like didn't understand yeah. things. And then China, like she didn't stop anything and fast forward or anything yeah. like that. She just let it play because yeah. I think she enjoyed watching it more than the rest oh, she, of us. So she just let the sex scenes go and like you watched yeah. all... Wow, that's all... Okay. She was interesting. <laughs> I'll tell you Because there's a lot... It's not just topless, Gwyneth Paltrow topless. No. It's like raunchy sex scenes. Like they yeah. are... They're doing it. They're doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so very interesting to watch as like a fully, full, yeah. not oh, no. oh, as now a as yeah. a non-14. I mean, I don't. As a woman. I, I am older than 14 now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's going up there? Yeah. But yes, it was a whole new experience yeah. for me this time around. So what did you think of it when you were 14? I, at first I was really like interested in like, yeah. oh, what is this? It's this fictionalized like yeah. telling of, it's historical fiction, right? Yeah. And it's a really intriguing concept yeah. of, like, what was it like? At 14, though, I really did take things to fruition. And I thought that this is what what happened. What happened. Yeah. And so I really, I led my life I, I thinking. I think that's what I thought as well. When I was 13, I think I thought this is, did this actually happen, happen like this? Yeah. And then as I got older, I realized. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, that's not what actually happened yeah. in those times. It, was, it didn't take long to figure it out. But yes. at the time, I was a little confused, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't get a lot of the references. I didn't get Yeah, the there's a lot of Shakespeare her... incest yeah. going on. And I don't, I couldn't probably pinpoint the emotion then. But now thinking back on it, mm-hmm. it's like... 
I, as a 14-year-old, had watched many a Bollywood film that has a lot of romance and things, and this felt lackluster to me. In comparison. In comparison to what I grew up with. Yeah. Yeah. And I will also say that it was, like, always a weird experience because typically the other kids in the class that were there on those snow days were all boys. Oh, okay. And so I was probably, I feel like... It was like me and one other girl, maybe yeah. not even. I think it was watching just Shakespeare me in love. watching Shakespeare in Love, and the boys clearly did not want to watch yeah, Shakespeare in love. love. So it was just them like throwing paper all yeah, over yeah. the room and stuff. And then Miss Murray McDonald me like, "Cut it out! A good scene is coming." <laughs> <laughs> she really liked that. Yeah. And then I also at fourteen just remember Ben Affleck. <laughs> That was like I, yes, a big I deal. specifically remember Ben Affleck, ben Affleck too, was like yeah, a big at deal the time. And, yeah. and he has like. No, nothing. Not as big. I remember his presence way bigger than he actually is in the movie. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare. And the fact that it won Best Picture. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> I guess To begin. Interesting is the a word to describe it. Yeah. It... Like... Okay, so this is really the first... We can't not talk about this and not talk about Mr. Weinstein. You can't. Yeah. Because this is... This the, is the This is movie. the Weinstein movie. Yeah. Aside from The English Patient, which... Like, I wouldn't even say The English Patient the way... The English Patient was Miramax. Mm-hmm. And I think Weinstein had a push. Yeah. But I think The English Patient sold itself a little bit. Mm. Shakespeare in Love is Harvey Weinstein. And scenes move, baby. It's his campaign. Yeah. He campaigned for Gwyneth in the film, and here we are. Yeah. It's hard to talk about <laughs> About Weinstein? Yeah, and his, like, well, I get, I'm going to take that uh, aside from the conversation here. And I think this is really when, like, in pop culture, it's known that campaigning is such a huge part of the Academy Awards and, like, why something could potentially win Best Picture. Especially because, I think we have to talk about this earlier. Yeah. Is the other nominees. Yes. So that year, aside from Shakespeare in Love, there was The Thin Red Line, Mm -hmm. which was, I think it's Terrence Malick. There's Life is Beautiful, which Mm -hmm. was an Italian film. There's Elizabeth, which was directed by an Indian Shaker couple. And then a little movie called Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. (laughs) Which was directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh. Yes. An up-and-comer. An up-and-comer. But also was was the frontrunner at the time. It was the big movie. And I forced you to watch Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Not just because you hadn't seen it, and, you know, it's a part of film history and all yeah. of that. But because this is, uh, this, I remember, was a big thing at the it time. It was huge. It's huge. The it fact, still is. It still is considered a bit of an upset. Yeah. I, not a bit of an upset, a big upset. Yeah. But is it? Yeah, that's a real question. Yeah. I think this is a question. It's an interesting question for you and I because we have been vocal and that we yeah. don't love war films. Yeah. But I will say I did not hate my experience watching yeah. Saving Private Ryan. I didn't hate my experience. I had seen Saving Private Ryan. I yeah. saw it in theater with my dad and my sister. I remember it. And I'd seen it maybe once or twice since then. Mm-hmm. But I did. I told you to watch it and I was like, I will watch it too. Yeah. Uh, because it had been so long. I didn't hate it. No. But to summarize how I felt about it, I had to watch it in two parts. And today I put on the second part mm-hmm. to watch. And I was, it was on and I was on Instagram at the same time. Yeah. It was on in the background. And Garen Johar posted that Rocky Arani Kahani <laughs> started streaming on Amazon Prime yeah. today. And 
I instantly turned off <laughs> Saving Private Ryan to go to Amazon Prime because the runtime is 10 minutes longer and yeah. I wanted to see where they added. Did you watch the, the whole film? No, no, I just, I like tracked through it. Gotcha. And they added it to Dindora, the yeah. song. Which and, they should have. Which they, and you should see the whole, the way, the way it plays. There's like more, not, there's more than even, that's In on the YouTube. YouTube yeah, there's more. <gasps> it It's it feels the way it was intended to. and I'm, So, like, the fight makes even more sense? It, yeah, like, the okay. build makes a lot... It feels a lot more buildier. Mm -hmm. And then Gurmai at the end yeah. is a song, and then you have the credits. Okay. That's how this edit of this film should have happened. Yeah. And even now, I'd rather talk about Rocky Arani than... Than Saving, Saving Private Ryan yeah. and Shakespeare in Love. And Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> I think Saving Private Ryan, as an adult nearing my 40s, and having this coming off of Titanic and this... Film bro experience. Saving Private Ryan is an example of a film bro yeah. movie. It's an incredibly well-directed film. And Steven Spielberg won an Oscar for Best Director, mm -hmm. which I actually think is warranted. Yes. I think... If what, you were looking... Well, who else was nominated that year for it? I think it was literally all these men. Oh, okay. I think it was... Like, it was... That, that was pretty much the list. I, he deserves it. Yeah. It, that opening half that an hour is... I really enjoyed that. It's spectacular. Yeah. And how he frames the whole thing, it's very well done. But also, there is this feeling of... It's such a movie targeted at boys. Yes. And, like, not... Just how people who idolize Male. war. Yeah. And people who idolize war heroes and patriotism and, like, all of that. It's just... Right-wing males. Yeah. Yeah. It's really this, like... I almost said white ring. Yeah, it's, it is right wing. Even though the entire cast is white, but at the time, fine. Most of most soldiers were probably white at the time, so that's not that. We can't... No, it's not the movie's fault. It's not the movie's but fault. But it does. It, it's for specific people. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like the score with the trumpets and the like. There's this feeling of just like it's epitome of what a war movie of what a war movie be. is. And it's a great war movie. Don't get mm -hmm. me wrong, but it is ultimately a fictionalized tale about a group of soldiers who go across enemy lines to save one person because that one person's family has died and he has to go back to see his mom. Like, it, I was just like, this feels unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it feels so, like, film, like, we gotta get this guy home because he deserves to live for his mom. And it's just like, this would not happen. No. You would not. No one would have sacrificed the lives of, like, eight men, men. to save one man just because his brothers died in World War Two. Especially when we're living today and we know of so many stories of people who have gone AWOL. Yes. Or people who've gotten in trouble for it. Yeah. And who, like... The, the idea that these soldiers would just do that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I had a really hard... I didn't hate watching the movie because I do think it is visually, like, very yes. appealing. Like, he has that down really nice. And it's the first of all the war movies that we've watched where I'm just like, oh, I could sit yeah. and, like, yeah, actually yeah. really, like, enjoy this. But the idea that's what you're fighting yeah. for is, like, so wild It was such me. a It was such a ridiculous concept. And yeah. I thought this was based on a true story. I did, it's too. It's not. No. There's it, no Private there's, Ryan, guys. There's no Private Ryan. <laughs> this didn't happen. Yeah. This is a fictionalized story that is ludicrous. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, what takes me because the Metacritic score is 91. What's wild to me is that Shakespeare in Love is also a fictionalized story. Yes. But not as ludicrous. Not as ludicrous. And it's more ludicrous <laughs> in theory. Three. But the fact is, is that Shakespeare in Love revels in its lunacy. Yes. 
It's and, telling you, like, this is for fun. This is for fun. It's like and a it's wink. wild. It yeah. is winking at it's you. It's winking at you the whole time. <laughs> this saving private Ryan once it's taking itself so seriously. Yeah. But I could not take it seriously. No. And the entire film is about like brotherhood and men sticking together and fighting for what's right. And it's just it just and the entire climax is like a half hour, 40 minute action sequence. Mm-hmm. It's nearly three hours, does not justify its runtime at all. No. It, it, I was just, I was taken aback watching it as an adult to be like, why is this regarded so highly? That's what white men want. Yeah. Like, that's what the Academy yeah. would typically go typically for. Typically go for. And while I was watching it, I was like, oh, thank you, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> for pushing your fun frivolous clever clever witty it's film to win yes granted i don't think this is the best movie in general shakespeare like it's not i think it's very average it's fine yes it's fine it's fine it's, it's fine. not like watching parasite right like no. it's not and it's in it generally speaking is even maybe a, even overall i'd say an easier film to construct mm-hmm. than saving private ryan which is the scale and the sweep and all of that is it is he he deserves that Oscar yes but Shakespeare in Love is it's a good time it's much more enjoyable it's much more likable yes. it's also it feels like you're watching something clever mm. and there are moments there are moments where I was just kind of like there's like a pillow fight that happens at one point <laughs> on like the stage and I'm like what yeah. the hell is this like why are we here but that again that climax is so good watching the play come to life and then Judy Dench coming out of there and then like her lines and like Judy Dench Judy Dench deserves that Oscar for her eight minutes billion percent she's so great (laughs) but like it's rousing that ending yeah it's you feel that and even though the romance between Shakespeare and Viola is better than English Patient not as good as Titanic it's hot it's hot though. It's sexy. Joseph has something that his brother doesn't, and it's sex appeal. In it's this sex film. appeal, yeah. but he can't act. No, yeah, that's, he's not. No, yeah. he's not. He's not Ray Fiennes. <laughs> no, he's not. He doesn't have the same acting ability, but he's better looking. But he's better. Yeah. Yeah. He's the hot one. He's the hot one. And sorry, I'm Rafe. Sorry, Rafe, but he played Voldemort, so I don't know who wins here. Rafe. Rafe wins. Rafe has a better career. Yes. Much better career. But Joseph is. Shakespeare and Love. Shakespeare, Shakespeare. <laughs> Joseph has Shakespeare and Love. And him and Gwyneth Paltrow have great chemistry. And yeah. also, Gwyneth Paltrow is very good in this. She's, yes. Okay, so the accent was at first. Like, I think the little, editing little is a Nicole-y? little wonky. Yeah. It's a little like, oh, why oh, are we what's letting... Happening? Why is this, like, girl who grew up in California yeah. <laughs> speaking? Why are we letting her have a British accent in this scenario? But you fall into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can easily get lost and just believe, like, okay, yeah, maybe she is She's British. also very charming. She's so pristine yeah. to look at. Yeah. Um, but she's also very, like, natural in all of yeah. this. And, like, I I really enjoyed her. I don't typically like I her. don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. I know. I haven't really ever seen the appeal. I think Goop is, like, crazy. But wild. wild. Yeah. <laughs> but in this, I can totally, I fell in love with her a yeah. little bit. And just in her performance, I think she's very natural and like it all works and, and you can believe in that chemistry as yeah. well. But I also think like if I was in the industry, I would 
be listening to Harvey when he's telling me, like, oh, you got to meet Gwyneth. Gwyneth's fantastic yeah. in this movie. She sweeps you away. Yeah. And it's true. It, it works. It's a very easy film to watch. Yeah. And it's one of those films that is, it's, the intelligence is also very graspable. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel pretentious at any point. Yeah. It's letting you in on its smartness, on its wit, and on its, its how clever it is. It's not keeping you at arm's length. It's not, I don't know, it's not a movie that is, hard to understand. It lets you in on it. It lets you in on it. It lets you in on how clever it is because everything is with a wink. Yeah. Everything is with a wink of like, well, you know, you just need to know Shakespeare broadly to get this. As an adult. As an adult. I will say as a teenager, I did not. No, but like, this is not made for... No. (laughs) (laughs) But as an adult... Neither of us when we first saw it. As an adult, I'm like, this is cute. It's a fun time. it's a fun time. It's a really good Sunday movie to have too. Yeah. It's a really good Sunday movie. You kind of, you want to see how it's coming together because everyone and their mother knows uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yes. So you want to know how is this movie kind of... Connected connected to, but then also connected to all of his other plays. Yeah. And connected to the lore behind William Shakespeare. The idea that he didn't actually write any of his plays. Yeah, exactly. Where did that come from? Like, I I like the history that they, like, twine into everything. And the idea that, like, this great romance came from a place of great romance. Yeah. Like, it, it, it... was born from something not just like you know what it would be nice like, <laughs> like yeah. exactly and I or that he did have a muse outside of Anne Hathaway I, like, yeah exactly yeah. and I think the idea that Romeo and Juliet which is I think really lost on the further we get from it that it was at a time this masterful love story yes that it really took the world by storm mm-hmm. and I think you get that sense you do because I while watching it yeah. I was just like you know they're like we know Romeo and Juliet. We've had all these adaptations yeah. years to come. But like, if you are in that time period, if you were the first audience to watch Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> you have never heard something. Yeah, you've like, never you... heard a love story like, like this before. That, yeah, and like so many love stories to come are not just like adaptations of Romeo and Juliet, but things are so often inspired yeah. by Romeo and Juliet. The idea of star-crossed lovers yeah. is what, like the crucifix of what 90s Bollywood is based on. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's re- it is really compelling to like see it happen yeah. on screen. I mean, Indian culture has its own lore, like yes. Hirancha and Mirza, Mirza <laughs> Saiba, and like there are, you know, yeah. Lela Majnu. There are Indian versions of Romeo and Juliet and like I think every culture mm-hmm. but Shakespeare put it to paper yeah. is really what it is like he he turned it into something worth reading yeah. oh, also Imelda Staunton is excellent oh she's so fun she's so fun yeah. in this right and that's the when thing when she's guarding the door for <laughs> her guarding, yeah exactly oh I love it it's full of just such like nice fun easy it's moments it's cute it's easy it's to cute in the best way possible like not like oh you're cute yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. it's still it's an it's a well made intelligent film that mm-hmm. is also not pretentious or over the top yeah. it's kind of like you're watching something that's clearly easy to watch and clearly nice but it's also like well there's art in here yeah there's art and there's like filmmaking and there's there there's skill involved in putting this thing together Mm -hmm. did you know about the winona gwyneth conflict no oh okay i might tell me so allegedly Allegedly. i mean today's all about celebrity gossip yeah of course (laughs) this is all a legend Mm -hmm. but the rumor is so winona Ryder yeah. and Gwen Paltrow were best friends in the early 90s, hanging out all the time. Okay, okay. And the story is, is that Winona had the script for Shakespeare in Love at her home and she was, they asked her to play the role and she was looking over it and Gwyneth was over one day and was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and Winona said, yeah, take a look. And Gwyneth read it and like 
got her agents on it and got herself that role. Oh. And the rumor that they, the reason why they were no longer friends, it's because of Shakespeare in love. Is because of Shakespeare in love. And the while I can I'm see watching doing it, that. yeah, I can see Gwen is doing it. Yeah. I can also see Winona in this role, but not as Viola. Not as charming as Gwen. No, is not this. doing it as well as Gwen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Gwyneth, she's I think this surprisingly was, I, good. Like, yeah. I think this was kismet for yeah. her to dump her friend for a job. Winona, I've never been a huge fan of Winona. I love Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's the kind of thing you remember her for. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen The Age of Innocence. Neither have I. It's kind of the only one. But she said she was bad. Joe in... Little Woman, Little yes. Woman, but yeah. I think that's more the character of Joe than it is Winona. Winona, yeah. I think people love Joe. Yeah. And I, I mean, she, Edward says, Ed, yeah, that's yeah. I was about to say. I'm, and then is there another Tim Burton one? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's in Heather's. Like she has a very Heather's, she, yes, I will give her a Heather's. very illustrious career. She's had a great. I just don't think she could have landed this the way Gwyneth no. did. There's like a softness that Gwyneth has that I don't think Winona can. There's get a charm. Yeah. Like she has a way of she has a way of being romantic and sweet and sincere, but also like she has some witty lines with Colin Firth. Yeah. Like her conversation with the Queen is also kind of like tongue in like it. She's it's so. F- it, there's an innocence there's there. There's an innocence there, but it's also just but it's not um, pedestrian. Yeah. Like she is. It's elevated. She, it's elevated, and she believes the things she's saying. Mm-hmm. Like it's a really it's a really nice performance, and I get why Harvey. Pushed it pushed and then it. got her got to her win, that got Oscar. her that Oscar. Like, that was work. Yeah. But you got to give it to Harvey before we move on that, like, he, I think Saving Private Ryan was the obvious easy choice. Yeah. And he switched that academy to be like, think about something else. else. And I got to say, I'm glad he did. I did. I am too. He did something good. I was happy. At the, I remember me and my sister both cheered when Shakespeare in Love won. Because you were excited. We were excited because I think even in that... I think we're more able to articulate it now, but there was something very boring yeah. about Saving Private Ryan, expected, but also very the opposite of diverse. Mm. Like, if, I think I, I think you start to recognize that at an early age, that, like, this doesn't feel like this is for me. But Shakespeare in Love does. Do you know what's really interesting, though? Talk to me. I, and granted, like... This isn't exactly the same, yeah. but somebody could be having the same discussion about the power of the dog and Coda. And that the power yeah. of the dog is yeah. like a typical what you would expect Best Picture to be. Like it's by a reputable director. It's, you know, it's oh, a. Oh, I thought you were saying something else. Oh, no, I like, like I think somebody yeah. would say that it's oh. by a reputable director. It's a storyline that's like kind of typical of what an Oscar winner How should be. Is the power be. of the dog a typical. It's like game event In that drama. it's a dra- like the, the drama of it itself. Yeah. And Coda is something different that we haven't seen many Best Pictures win before. Yeah, it have. is diverse in what it's saying. Mm. It's a different message. Like you're making that face, but I think somebody could have the exact same conversation. I mean, that's Isn't that wild? That is wild. Yeah. That somebody could have that same <laughs> I'm argument. not saying it's yeah. right. Yeah. I think, I mm. do think Power of the Dog is the stronger film and should have been Best Picture. Yeah. But somebody could have the exact yeah, same conversation. But I think that goes to show that, like, all four of these movies, mm-hmm. Power of the Dog, Coda, Shakespeare in Love, Saving Private Ryan, white. Across yeah. the board. <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is that when I watch Saving Private Ryan, I feel at arm's reach from it. I don't feel like this is a movie that's for me. 
when I watch Shakespeare in Love, it's still an all-white cast, but I feel like this is talking to I'm me. in on it, yeah. I'm in on it. It doesn't feel like it's there's something, I'm not supposed to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. It feels more for the mass, yeah. for the people. And that's interesting. Yeah. The same way that I think people feel a bit that way about CODA. There's inclusivity there's there. There's inclusivity there. But I think the inclusivity comes maybe, maybe I say this because I really like the power of the dog, but like I feel like that inclusivity comes because power of the dog is a little bit just more intelligent and not as accessible. But it still does have diversity in a different way because it is not necessarily, it is about a homosexual, mm-hmm. right? So there is a different there is kind of, there's there. something there. You say intelligence, but I can think of a whole group of people that would say pretentious. Yeah, I could, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. But Saving Private Ryan and Shakespeare in Love, neither of them are pretentious. I'll give it that. Yeah. They're kind of on the same playing field in that sense. Yeah. Of like, they're, in terms of the intelligence, they're on par with one another. Yeah. So it's really they're like, both accessible. What is yeah. Your, what is your value into what is best picture? And like, yeah. it should be something that is more entertaining and more attainable. Attainable, yeah. yeah. More a part of the like the mass body. Yeah. That said, I don't think either film is that great. No, like they're yeah. not. It's not spectacular. It's not. Titanic. I'm not going to tell you to go see. No, it's not. I'm not going to tell you yeah. to go see Shakespeare in Love today. No. But. I will say, like, okay, kind of makes sense for, like, a grade nine class to watch if you're reading. Romeo yeah. Like, I, I make fun of her. Yeah, yeah, I make fun of her so much for it's that. It's better than watching, like, Romeo, like, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. No, no, is... no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I love I Romeo plus Juliet. But, but you know what I mean? <laughs> that, like, if you're showing a grade nine class who's read the play. Play. Here's just a different version of something. Why don't we watch this? Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about yeah. this? What like, this what about the, the liberties that the writer of this film is yeah. taking with something that we're reading? I think there's something educational, actually, yes. about watching Shakespeare in Love. She did not put it on for educational purposes. No, she just loved it herself. That. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> Sequel, prequel ideas. Oh, goodness. I mean, at the end, alludes to the fact that he's going to be writing Twelfth, Twelfth Night. Night. Um, and I think the the story that occurs throughout Shakespeare in Love is also very much inspired by Twelfth Night, which yeah. is my favorite. Okay. Have you ever read Twelfth Night? I read, yeah. yeah. I read in grade nine. Because I also love the movie She's the she's Man. <laughs> Time and a place. Time and a place. You have yeah. to be a 15-year-old I, girl. I did watch it in a the theater with friends. Shut up. Yeah. You must have been like 20-something. I was in university. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That must have been terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I was like teen. Yeah. And it was like the best thing. Sure, yeah. And it still lives in my heart. And, but yeah, I could talk about fine. She's the Man another That's day. That's fine, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, so I would kind of like to see what does the writing process for Twelfth Night look like? Yeah. Just because there's more elements into it just than the yeah. girl dressing up as a boy aspect that's there. Um, I want to know what happens with Viola. Like, does she stay in Virginia? Do they, like, they talk about him yeah. um, having a tobacco field. So, like, obviously he's going to be He's going to be rich, yeah. He's How rich money. do they get? And I feel like there could rich. be some sort of, like, disaster comedy <laughs> within that itself. Yeah. Of like how how obscene their their wealth, wealth is, becomes, yeah. yeah. And like I kind of Marion Twenty level, yeah. <laughs> Did it deserve best picture? And your rating? I'm going first. Okay. Did it deserve best picture? If we're looking in the films that are nominated, <clears throat> I've only seen Saving Private Ryan. I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen the others? No. What was it? The Thin Red Line and the Thin Red Line, Elizabeth, and Life is Beautiful. No, and I wanted to watch Elizabeth, but I just didn't have the time. 
You've never seen Life is Beautiful? I haven't, no. Just schmaltz show. It's very schmaltzy. Okay. It's very, very, very cheesy. Is it like the bicycle thief? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot more pedestrian. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. I do think I might say Elizabeth is the best out of those three. Okay. I feel like that's where my head, head is. Head is, yeah. But I don't know about my heart because I haven't seen it. Okay. But my head would say that. But if you're looking at 1998, you have to look at Shakespeare in Love yeah. and Saving Private, Private, Private Ryan. And now having experienced the two of them in the same week. Both are not great films. Both are not films that I would say, like, let's have these nominated yeah. for as best picture. Saving Private Ryan does fall in line with, like, what has been in the past. But for me personally, I wouldn't say, like, I want it, I want this yeah. nominated for best picture. But when you look at the two side by side, I'm so happy yeah. <laughs> that Shakespeare in Love did become best picture because it's a film that is different. Yeah. I think the boring safe answer is to have the war movie yeah. win. And this has so much charm and delight and it's, it is fun storytelling. Yeah. Could it be better? Yes. Much. <laughs> but it's still an enjoyable experience. Yeah. And like I still have those memories associated with it too. Yeah. So like there's some negativity there but also positivity of just like it's a snow day. Let's pop in Shakespeare yeah. and love and like enjoy the ride. I think I really like when people take historical aspects and make something out of it yeah. that's the whole crutch of like what we do with sequel prequel ideas yeah, yeah, it's exactly, like what yeah. what else can come out of this i think that in itself is just so creative and it's really rare for us to see movies that are that creative yeah. win best picture so i'm gonna say that it does deserve it in terms of my rating i'm landing on a three debating a three and a half mm -hmm. saving private ryan for me is a three. Yeah. I don't know what the half, half is. is quite yet. I don't know if I'm going to get there now, maybe like in a few years, but I will say I would watch this with somebody who has never seen it before though. I think that would be really yeah. fun to like kind of sit down and go through it, but yeah. it has to be a specific type of person because it, there is an intelligence there yeah. that I think general audiences maybe wouldn't quite yeah. enjoy as much. Yeah. I'm getting landing on a three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely get where you're going with that. I think there's, I mean, I've said it a few times. I just, it's it's clever. And I don't think, like you said, cleverness is not rewarded mm -hmm. often like this. It's kind of just like, oh, that was clever. Wink and a gun, moving on. Yeah. This is really, it's very clever throughout. And it's not just clever in one aspect, how Romeo and Juliet was written. It's the entire film, the entire kind of construct of it, how, who Shakespeare was, how he met this woman, how he wrote Romeo and Juliet, how the queen liked, you know, like everything is really connected and it's very intelligent in that way. And it's fun to watch, but it's also not, it's not talking down to you at yeah. any point. It's bringing you in on the conversation. It's bringing you into the joke. And so it's a crowd pleaser that has a mind. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes we've seen crowd pleasers win where you're kind of just like, why is this here? And this doesn't feel like that. I get why it's a part of this party. It deserves to be nominated. And I think it deserves to win. I think Saving Private Ryan is a feat of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. And the highest thing it deserves is best director. Because it's very well directed. But I do think Picture has to have a bit of a je ne sais quoi. Mm -hmm. And there's... N I, I know everything. <laughs> there's... I don't need... There's no quoi. 
Yeah. There's no something missing about Saving Private Ryan. I get it. It's all there. You I've can predict it, it from the you start. You can predict it from the start. And even the start is cheesy with them walking to the graves and seeing the graves and him falling in front of the grave. It's just, it's constructed in this very cheesy manner. It's very cheesy, Saving Private Ryan, yeah. from like start to finish. Despite the fact that that action sequence on Normandy Beach is spectacular. And you really get that sense of like, again, peril and like, how are they going to survive this? Mm -hmm. What that looked like, the, the real violence, all of that is, it's amazing. But all of that is great direction. And you won your Oscar that you very well deserved. But it's not the best picture. There's just, there's so much else missing from this. It's just such an obvious film. Shakespeare in Love isn't obvious. And while it might be a little okay and ho-hum and it doesn't necessarily soar, it still is a nice film. And I give Saving Private Ryan three as well, but I'm actually going to go to three and a half yeah, yeah. on Shakespeare in Love because I do think that, that what it's missing is that sense of it does kind of fly off the screen a little bit. It does yeah. feel a little bit more palpable. It does feel there's something there. There's nothing there with Saving Private Ryan. It is what it is. It also is just so hard to come off of a year where Titanic won. Yeah, that's, like, that's have... very true, yeah. <laughs> like, And to have it be a romantic film as yes. well. Like, This is definitely more a romantic comedy, yeah. which in itself is so rare, so rare to make it this far in the whole process yeah. itself. But then to come off of Titanic, like how do you, how do, like... What is there to compare? Like, I know it's not meant to compare years prior, but, like, you're looking at Best Picture every year. Yeah. You can't help but think, well, last year, Titanic won. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's there's this I, there's this notion of dismissing Shakespeare in Love as a period romance. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more than that. Whereas, there's comedy in There's there. comedy, there's cleverness, it's well-written, it's well-acted. Whereas Saving Private Ryan is just a war film. Yeah. And it's a fictional war film, I which honestly, I was really that. upset about that. Yeah. I was just like, this is, not only is this just a war film, we're making up the story. Because you will, yes, you like have an opportunity to tell a real story. Yes. I'm sure there are plenty of real stories yeah. to be told. And I think the thing about, while I was watching Saving Private Ryan, I was just like, I get why Spielberg wanted to make this mm -hmm. from a filmmaking perspective I completely understand but I don't get it as an audience why I have to watch it who wrote it someone <laughs> like it <laughs> someone wrote it he oh, got like, an Oscar did nomination right with no it? he didn't his name is Robert Rodat okay and he has he wrote something he wrote the Patriot with Mel Gibson after that well, fly away home Tom Stoppard and Mark Norman Wrote Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. And Tom Stoppard. Tom Stoppard, man. Yeah. Brazil. So, yeah. Three and a half. And I'm I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shakespeare in Love. Better I... than Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. You can go suck it, bros. Yeah. War. <laughs> like, I've never seen that no. before. War is interesting <laughs> if it really happened. If that's a real story. But, like, it wouldn't, though. That's the thing. That's the thing. It it's so ludicrous. It not, no, they would not stop everything. Yeah, to just go to go find one, one, guy. Guy because one guy. His brother's mom, died because yeah. his mom's sad. <laughs> go find myself. It's so ludicrous, man. And that, and you that know what, one guy is Matt Damon. Matt Damon. And you know what bothers me yeah. is that, like, it's the kind of plot that in another movie people would poke fun at. 
Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people just be like, that would never happen. That's stupid. You know, it doesn't make any sense. But it's like, in this, it's heroic. And this, we're supposed to, like, it's, it's high art. It's all of that. But it's just like, no, man, it's a B-grade Bollywood film plot line is what it is. And yeah. don't hate on the Bollywood film and think this deserves an Oscar because it doesn't. I will say Edward Burns is nice to look at. <laughs> you know who pisses me off? And I just have never been able to like him. Yeah. I have to look up his name because I don't remember it. But I hate him. Adam Goldberg. Yes. <laughs> I, I figured. <laughs> I have... N- he has never played a likable character. <laughs> I don't... I'm He's kind of... always playing a version He's... of this character. Character, yeah. yeah. He's unlikable. He's just unlikable... Jewish. <laughs> which I... <laughs> which has nothing to do with it, but yes. But like that's, that's what he... Yeah. That's what he's typecasted Neurotic as. Jew, yeah. Neurotic Jew. Neurotic kind of aggressive or, Jew. Yeah. He's in those episodes. He's Chandler's, Chandler's roommate, roommate, right? Chandler's roommate, yeah. Yeah. He's friends. always some like some version of how old is this man? <laughs> He's been around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, that was Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. Before we finish, Mitha, game time. Okay, so last week, Nadim, yeah, you had me connect the First Wives Club, yes, to the Full Monty, mm-hmm. and I didn't. Mm-hmm. It was long winded, barely, but I did. <laughs> I got there, barely. Okay. Yeah. This week, Nadim. Okay. I'm going to ask you to connect okay. The Full Monty okay. to another movie that came out in 1998, mm. Sliding Doors. Oh, with Gwenny. With Gwenny. Yeah. There's a way to do it. Okay. And your timer starts now. Okay. Gwenny's the only, the only thing I know. So The Full Monty, Gwenny. Gwenny, 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 Gwenny. Oh, but Tom Milkinson is in both. He's in... Say it. Tom Milkinson is in The Full Monty and he's in Shakespeare in Love. Okay, so connect them. Oh, so Tom Milkinson <laughs> is in The Full Monty. Uh, he's also in Shakespeare in Love with Gwyneth Paltrow, who's in Sledding Doors. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'm impressed you got there. Yeah. I was like, he might get stuck, uh, yeah. but I'll see if he can do it. No. And you did it. I was thinking, I was trying to go from Simon Beaufoy, who wrote. I tried that too. Yeah. And I was like looking, looking and I was like, this yeah. is too hard. And then I saw Tom and I was like, oh. We're just going to go back to Tom. Too easy. Yeah. <laughs> I got there. Yeah. I got there. Mita, what are we watching next week? Next week, Nadim, we're watching... We're at the end of the 90s. End of the 90s. Oh, my... End of a millennia. Oh, my lanta. Yeah. Uh, We're watching 1999 Best Picture winner, American Beauty. Mm -hmm. We are. Get Get your your roses roses out. (laughs) (laughs) We spend way too much much time time. together. That joke was very obvious, though. (laughs) I'll give it that much. Before we repeat ourselves, Mita, parting words. Okay. <laughs> Romeo and Ethel, the pirate's daughter. <laughs> like, what a, what a crazy line. It's junk, but it's I love it. I love it, yeah. yeah I, I love it's it. It's fun junk. I, just, I, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for... American, American Beauty. Beauty. Have a lovely week. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can send us an email at moviestowatchpod at gmail.com, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at moviestowatchpod, and check out our letterbox at movies, the number two, watch pod. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell Kevin Bacon.